There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. We'll get to both those stories here in a bit. But first, let's begin this hour's E! News with those stupid blue checks on Twitter this morning. <laughs> Well, they started removing those blue check marks from Twitter accounts that aren't paying their eight, big, eight bucks a month. Some people who said they refused to pay, though, still have them. And Elon Musk is commenting. He said that he is personally paying for a few Twitter Blue subscriptions for celebrities. Later clarified, just William Shatner, LeBron James, and Stephen King. Oh. Yep. And probably, I mean, you know, he's probably just giving it to him for free. I doubt that he's actually going in and ponying up the eight bucks. Well, but there was he some might kind be. of he back and be. forth between him and LeBron James, I guess, at one point because, you know, LeBron had said that he would never pay for it. Yes. Uh, but then he still had the blue check after they all were supposedly, they all has, had supposedly gone away. And then everybody was like, hey, LeBron, I thought you weren't going to pay for it. And he's like, I'm not. Yeah. Talk to Elon. Yeah. Well, and that's when Elon kind of said, well, I... Yeah, that's I'm, doing, on me. I'm taking care of it. Right. Do you feel like that's going to start outrage with other celebrities, though? Like, if you're paying for LeBron, why can't I get mine for free? Well, you're just not the right person. You're just not the right kind of person for yeah, Elon I mean, to were do they that tight for. Or something, or were they you friends? Know, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't I think, think he so. Just went on record and talked about how crappy it was. I mean, Stephen King. He said, "My Twitter account says I've subscribed to Twitter Blue. I haven't. My Twitter account says I've given a phone number. I haven't." And then Elon replied, you're welcome. Namaste. <laughs> Ice-T also joined in and said, thanks, Stephen. Don't believe the hype. As of last night, Ice-T still had his blue check mark without subscribing. He said, the fact that we're even discussing blue check marks is a sad moment in society. But the same cannot be said about other celebrities. Halle Berry, Ciara, Beyonce, Lady Gaga, Kim Kardashian, and the game all lost their blue no! check. <laughs> Ciara said, you know, Ciara said, Blue check or no check? I know my fans still checking. And you don't have your blue check, do you? Nope, and the Q102 Twitter does not have its blue check Ooh, either. Will the company pony up the money for our, our official pages? So I was just looking at it on here, and so Steve Rowley from Channel 9 took a photo of his profile with the blue check, yeah. which, which he no longer has, right? and then pinned it as his top Oh. oh, that's funny. I was like, I wish I would have thought of that. That that's is pretty kind of smart. Pretty good, yeah. That way he doesn't have to pay for it, but he still looks official. On the top, yeah, if you go to his page. 
I just don't understand. So where is the blue check? I'm looking. I've, I couldn't even tell. The I mean, the whole I point of it is. It would be right next to my name. Here. It was supposed to mean that you're yeah. verified, as in you're the real Tim Timmerman mm-hmm. who works mornings on Q102. Yep. Not some imposter, which, well, I, I, I would have said, you know, you probably have less of a chance of having that happen to you than, say, Kim Kardashian. But lately, yeah. you've seen a lot of imposters. Oh, yeah. So maybe Scammers. there'll be a big uptick in. Yeah, we'll see. If I use Twitter a lot or I need, I think it benefit, you know, it was a benefit to having it. I'm, you know, seven bucks a month or whatever. It's not the end of the world, but it's also a, a year's worth of tipping at an all-inclusive yeah. resort. Yeah, oh, but wow. that's just another thing you're paying for. That's what I'm it's saying. It's like subscription services, nope, you know? Not going to do it. Who knew? I've had an account since 09. Look at that. I did. Yeah. See, I I don't even know. I remember on opening day, we were sitting next to Lindsay Patterson at the broadcast table, and she's a big Twitter person. And she was like, what's your Twitter fridge? I'll tag you in it. And I go, I I honestly have no idea. Yeah, same. I I have no idea. Never on it. I don't even know if I could log into the account. Yeah, so I have 5,000 and some change. She's got 46,000. Lindsay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Followers. She works hard at it. Yeah. 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 And that's how people follow along on her Q102 sports updates is by LNDS Patterson. You're right. I hear it every day. (laughs) Yep. All right, quick break. We got Scarlett Johansson, Colin Jost, and Alec Baldwin. Is it over for Alec or is there more coming? Latest E-News continues next. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Minutes after liftoff, Elon Musk's unmanned SpaceX rocket exploded in midair. Elon was like, oh, crap, did we launch a Tesla by mistake? <laughs> Yeah, the SpaceX hopes the rocket will eventually be able to take people to Mars. Yeah, I think I speak for everyone when I say, uh, you first. <laughs> Elon's defenders were quick to point out that this was only a test and the rocket was actually supposed to explode, which is definitely what I would say if my $3 billion rocket exploded. Hey, uh, get this. I read about a runner who took third place in an ultra marathon and was later disqualified after admitting that she used a car. <laughs> The saddest part is that she used the car and still came in third. It seems like, I don't know that it happens every year, but it does seem like every Boston Marathon or New York Marathon, there's someone who cheats by hopping on a subway (laughs) or jumping in a car. They get an Uber and then they go like right by the finish line and then hop out and throw water on themselves to look sweaty. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I it's would run It's the funniest America. thing, but they always get caught. <laughs> yeah. Well, aren't you chipped? That's the thing. All of your shoes or your bib or something usually has 
a microchip. Oh, it, it is it? now, maybe. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know well, that. Well, because I've done a lot of races, and even like the fly and pig that they chip you so that you can know what your time is, or you can know what um, makes it official. So well, if you're qualifying what, for what like Boston or something, what group you're supposed to run in? That's the, how they figure that out. Like you do a five minute mile, so you're in that group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, well, face it, everyone pretty much thinks Colin Jost hit the jackpot when he landed Scarlett Johansson. Are you saying he married up? He may have married up. Well, yeah. Do you think so? Well, I mean, she's stunning. I think he's cute. I do, too. I I find him to be adorable. I do, too. And and the fact that he's funny really makes him hot. Mm -hmm. Right. And a lot of people, you know, that's what they immediately go to, whether they're talking about Colin Jost or Pete Davidson who may be average looking or maybe not, you know, startlingly handsome or hunky in the traditional masculine sense, it all goes to their sense of humor. Yeah, but he's so funny, though. Yeah. Yes. Well, well, besides the humor, what is it? Like, what are those qualities? She talks about that in the new episode of Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop podcast. Scarlett said, I, I didn't know what I wanted or needed from somebody else. I never realized, oh, it's really important for me. I need to be with a compassionate person. That's a fundamental characteristic that has to be there. And I think that understanding what those fundamental things are that you need in a partner is a must, I think, for longevity anyway. I think identifying those things was a game changer for me. And... uh so I guess uh, his compassion is hmm. as much a part of that as his pretty sense sexy. Of humor. Yeah, don't you think he would be an awesome dad too? Yeah, there's yeah. just something about him that oozes like fun dad for sure. Uh, Colin is Scarlett's third husband. Her first was Ryan Reynolds, and when his name came up in the interview, she called him "quote a good guy." He's a good guy. I He's forgot good they guy. were even married. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it was just for a few years. It wasn't I think. Very long. Boy, but he, he seems so happy yeah. now and with he Blake Lively. And he jackpot with her. I just saw an article that Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds and Taylor Swift all went out to dinner recently. Where'd they go? They went to some place in Manhattan, some Italian restaurant, you know, because she's on the mend after her breakup. So she's been spending a lot of time with friends. Mm. And they're really tight. Mm. Well, the makers of Stranger Things. I saw this. This could be funny. Except for the paranormal part of it. I know it. So this is kind of, the creators are doing a thing that's kind of like Stranger Things meets Cocoon. Do you remember that Yeah. movie with the old, old people and the aliens? Well, the Duffer Brothers, the guys behind Stranger Things, are developing a new show for Netflix, and it's called The Burrows. It's about residents at a retirement community in New Mexico, perfect place for aliens, who have to (laughs) band together to stop some kind of otherworldly menace that wants to steal the one thing they don't have much of, time. So the Duffers said while the heroes in the boroughs have a few more years on them than the kids from Stranger Things, they are a similarly lovable bunch of misfits. So we can't wait for you to join them on an adventure that that is at times scary, funny, and deeply touching. Do you guys feel like there have been more movies lately that are centered around people in their 70s and up than there normally are? Like there was the 80s for Brady. Right. There's the book club and now there's another, there's the second book club movie. 
Aren't they all the same out. stars in them too? Like Eddie for Brady some, and Book Club. Some, some are the same, I but not seen all. Any of them? Have I, you guys watched any of them? No. Mm-mm. Do you no. think it's because Grace and y- younger Frankie? folks aren't going to the movies as much, and they're just trying to create content for the people that are actually going to the movie theaters? I don't know. Or is it that you know we we have more people that are living to that age, That's and true. the actors are taking better care of themselves and Could are be. actually able to. Be keep, in keep these working. movies. I hope so. If that's the case, it's pretty encouraging. I know it. Because I feel like there haven't been a lot of movies like that since Grumpy Old Men. And that was a <laughs> really long time ago. Right. Those were good movies. And they were great movies. Uh, involuntary manslaughter charges against Alec Baldwin for fatally shooting Rust cinematographer Helena Hutchins have been dropped. This doesn't necessarily mean prosecutors think Alec is innocent. They said they found, quote, new facts that demand further investigation and forensic analysis, end quote. With a preliminary hearing coming up on May 3rd, they would not have had the time to conduct that investigation. But once the investigation is done and it is underway, they can refile charges against him. There's been no change in the charges against the movie's armorer, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed. Meanwhile, production on Rust resumed yesterday, but they moved it from New Mexico to Montana. Wow. Mm. I have no desire to see that movie. I know. It's just going it, to, it, yeah. I mean, I'll, do you mm. think like there's some sort of like legal action or something <gasps> that the studio is facing if they don't finish it? Or like, why would they decide to finish it? Because I think Alec Baldwin has invested so much of his own money into it that. Oh. It's it, that makes the sense. investors or whoever else is involved besides him are like, we got to see this through. We've already put too much money into this. We're not taking this loss. Or they might be operating from the mindset of the people who, you know, the, the woman who died would want us to finish it. Let's do it in her honor. Let's, you know, she was working hard on this project. Let's do it and dedicate it see to it her through. kind of mentality. It's a possibility. As opposed to... The set was being poorly run, and there were a lot of issues that were just ignored or not addressed. I mean, I think about, like, the witness testimony from some of the crew members saying it was a bleep show. Yeah. So hopefully they'll go in and... And lack of safety protocol. They have to, you know, fix that at this point. Mm. All right, so Post Malone made history. He became the first artist to have eight songs certified diamond by the Recording Industry Association of America. Previously holding the record was Bruno Mars. He had six. A single or album that goes diamond means it hits 10 million copies. Wow. Can you imagine the money <laughs> that they're making? I mean, even if they only make, you know, even if the artist only gets a, a dollar. Right. Yeah, you know, that's pretty good. Crazy. And you know they're getting more than a dollar an album. Unreal. So yesterday, Posty's song, Circles, Better Now and I Fall Apart, achieved diamond status. They joined White Aversion, Congratulations, Rockstar, Psycho, and Sunflower. Uh, Sunflower holds the record for the biggest song at 17 times platinum. He released a greatest hits album today called The Diamond Collection, which includes all eight tracks plus his latest single, Chemical. Enjoy. Hmm. Post Malone. Did you hear Eddie Van Halen's guitar from the Hot for Teacher video? 
that sold for $4 million. Oh, wow. Somebody who really loves either that song or Eddie. Or the guitar. Yeah, this was the guitar from the Hot for Teacher video. We talked about, I think, Jen, you were out that day. It was expected to sell for between two and three million dollars. Ooh, and it got four. It ended up selling for four. Uh, it also came with the straight jacket and gloves Eddie wore at the end of the video. Cool. It was also in the original case with Tor and Warner Brothers tags. I still can't believe he's gone. That makes me so sad to think that I will never see them in concert again. I know. That's a fun show. But. You know, on the flip side of that, like, when I have opportunities to see bands that have been doing it for too long, there's a part of me that's just like, I'd rather remember them as they were than... (laughs) Well, you say that, but then you... The Rolling Stones are an exception. I mean, they were phenomenal. I was so surprised. I had such such low expectations considering their age. Yeah. What about when Motley Crue works at the uh, NFL draft next week? Are you going to be watching them? That was. Do you feel like they're faded, kind of? Oh, my God. Well, when I saw them last Hmm. summer, I just kind of sat there and I'm like, oh, my God, what is happening here? (laughs) (laughs) But that was as much the crowd. That was, yes, that was as much the crowd as it was anything. But, you know, Tommy Lee is what? How old is he? 60? Oh, at least, yeah. And, you know, and he's up there. They told me I was in Cincinnati. But I don't think I'm in Cincinnati because I don't see enough titties out there. <laughs> and then you've got women in the crowd. Like then you've got six. Yes, it's delight outside. It's like and the, yes, and you've got the huge, you know, the huge screens around the stage, and you got sixty-year-old women with no bras on pulling up their shirts <laughs> and showing Tommy Lee exactly what he wanted to see. They were down around their waist, but hey. Uh, I mean, what were your thoughts? Do you, how do you think they sounded? Well, I mean. Yeah, well, the one guy can barely great, stand up anymore. Yeah. What's his name? And Vince Neal, which I don't know. Oh, it, the other guy with all the hair, right? It's not Nikki Six. Because I saw him a few years before guy. you did it, and I was like, God. The bass they guy. Need to, yeah. They need to get him one of those mannequin yeah. things to stand him up. Does I'm Vince not a great Neal, judge. Does he sound good? Not really. Oh. <laughs> but but I'm not a huge Motley Crue fan. I, you know, I was there for yeah, Def yeah. Leppard. And you How were did Def Leppard sound? They sound pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, but the problem with them was they had a new album out. Oh, so they're playing. <laughs> a so lot they're of playing those. all this stuff that you know we've that never heard. Wants to hear. Exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna go get a beer. Do you exactly. want a beer? <laughs> Who wants a beer? I know. Don't go too far. They might play "Pour Some Sugar on Me" next. Oh my word! That's yeah. the worst song on the history of the planet. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you see this? Uh, did you, for those that follow baseball, the Oakland A's. Yeah, they're moving. Did you hear about oh, this? yeah. This they're, is crazy. They're following the football team. They're going to Vegas, and nobody is more flabbergasted by the news than the mayor of Oakland. She had no indication that the team was closing in on a land deal in Vegas until she got a call at six o'clock on Wednesday. She said there's a lot of things that could have been done differently, including bargaining in good faith from the A side because they were negotiating. They had all kinds of plans in Oakland to keep them there. She said working on negotiations in one city where your home base is and then doing what you're doing in Las Vegas and then calling me at 6 o'clock saying we have a land deal without letting me know there was a parallel track. That's a bit disingenuous. Yeah, big time. 
So, they got screwed. Yeah, they did. Wow. Yeah. That was shady. I feel bad. The yeah, whole thing was shady. Yeah, I feel bad for Oakland. What that is the sucks baseball to lose crowd all your teams. be like in Vegas, though? That's interesting to me. I mean, the football, I understand because it feels like there's so much betting on it and all the hoopla around football. Right. But like baseball games take a lot of time away from you sitting in a casino. Yeah. Oakland's like across from San Francisco, though, right? So mm-hmm. they across still, the bay. So they still. Have the San Francisco Giants? Yeah, uh, yeah. it's different though. It's I it's, know. Yeah, all the history, it's a big rivalry. <laughs> I know it's the equivalent of Covington having a baseball I team. It's like the Reds about, are still yeah, there. True. I just don't think about going to Vegas to watch baseball or football. I don't know. Yeah, same. But that sta- that stadium that they built, the Allegiant Stadium, <sighs> is sick. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. I'd have to check. Because I don't follow them that closely, but I'm not even sure the A's and the Giants are even in the same league. Isn't one of them an American Probably. league team and one's a National League team? Mm. Most in other, likely. In other e-news this morning, uh, Martin Lawrence was awarded a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame yesterday. And he gave a very heartfelt speech. To my fans, without your loyal, yes, without your loyal love and support, this moment would not be possible. I am honored to have my career flourish as I persevere through many adversities. And here I still stand. If I can pass one thing on to those coming after me, it would be to board your dream bus with confidence, grace, and humility. And ride it till the wheels fall off. <laughs> Let the doubters run till that. And God bless to all of y'all. That was such a great show. I keep Martin. I yeah. saw too that he commented that he has been visiting Jamie Foxx while he's been in the hospital, and he said that he is in really good spirits. Jamie Foxx hmm. is good. And we still don't know, do we? It's mystery medical illness. That's what is that what they're calling continuing it? Continuing to say or uh, mystery it is medical a, condition? Is it a mystery medical condition because they're not telling us, or because they don't know what it is? I don't know. Yes. Yes and yes. Because there's a difference. Or they know and they don't want to say what it is until they figure out if this is like a permanent thing for him or I mean. I mean, my feeling is I I get that you're a celebrity and so you give up a certain amount of privacy. But I I guess I'd be like, it's none of your business what I got going on. I'll I'll tell you in good time when I'm ready. And that's what I think is happening. April 11th, though. This is 10 10 days. days of being in the hospital. So, I mean, it's not just like. Oh, he's not feeling well. Like something obviously is happening. Like I wouldn't want people putting out statements on my behalf without mm-hmm. me giving it the thumbs up. You know, if I was assuming I was able to do that. Yeah. I think people just get so darn curious because, I mean, he, he appears to be a guy that takes pretty good care of himself. So it would be a shock if it were some sort of drug related incident or a, any kind of addiction or abuse situation. and. People just well, something tells curious, me curious. he's gonna go there someday. I have Tell a feeling too. Everything. We will know. Uh, by the way, Steve Mar- Steve Harvey spoke on behalf of Martin Lawrence yesterday. Um, he said that Martin could revitalize a dead comedy crowd. If you have held the mic since the Def Jam days, you are a debt of gratitude to this brother right here. Martin Lawrence was the reason that Def Jam was a huge success. 
he could take a situation and turn it into comedy. If you were sitting on that front row and one of the acts had just went off and he just stunk up the room, Martin fixed it, man. <laughs> this dude's improv ability is surpassed by none in the business. You're looking at the coldest mimica ever born in the comedy industry today, and that's that damn Martin Lawrence right here. <laughs> We were talking about Tracy Morgan yesterday. He gave a speech before Martin Lawrence got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame yesterday. He was talking about the first time he got to see Martin at a Def Jam show. <laughs> this is Tracy Morgan. Out of all the comedians that performed that night, the only one I remember was Martin. His funny was effortless. He made me want to do and succeed in comedy. He made me believe I could do it. Four months later, I performed on Def Jam. I thought that would be the last time meeting him. Because out of nervousness, I smacked him on the ass when he introduced me and passed me the mic. I thought it was a good pass. <laughs> and I'm going to make you pregnant. <laughs> I'm get you pregnant. That's right. Uh, quick break. Denise Johnson standing by here with your latest Q102 traffic. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast. Brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.